Hello, hello, Gemma, Yomis, and magical friends. My name is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And I'm sure many of you listening are quite fascinated by the cosmos and perhaps the mysterious interplay between celestial bodies and our lives here on Earth. I mean, my interest in astrology goes beyond, of course, the traditional notions of predicting the future, our horoscopes, yada yada. It's about, for me, exploring the symbolic language of the universe and understanding the archetypal patterns that resonate with the depths of our psyche. The astrology I'm interested in is usually inspired by the teachings of pioneers like Carl Jung. Astrology may even be a tool for greater self-reflection, and personal growth, and just a lens through which we perhaps can just tap into, into the collective unconscious <laughs> and conscious. And it's an intricate dance of planets and stars as it becomes a canvas for us to paint our unique life stories. Just as Jung delved into the symbolic meanings of astrological signs, I truly do find solace and inspiration in the mystical and the transformative aspects of each zodiacal archetype. I do. And so today I'm going to simply just go on this journey of cosmic exploration, looking at the history of astrology, where it began, where the language of the stars becomes a guide for understanding ourselves and how astrology has evolved over time and now is just a beautiful guide to help us understand ourselves more. I mean, astrology is old. It's an ancient, ancient belief system that suggests a connection between the positions and movements of celestial bodies. When I say that, I mean planets and stars. So the connection between the celestial bodies and events here on earth including human life and our own traits, our personality traits, etc. So its origins, I mean, can be traced back to several different ancient civilizations that might not even have interacted with each other. They just found a relationship with humans and what events are here on Earth and these celestial bodies, which is a beautiful thing. But we can find the earliest known origins of astrology in Mesopotamia around the second millennium BCE, where the Babylonians are credited with developing the first astrological system, focusing on the positions of the planets and their potential influence on human affairs. But they also predicted weather and what may be happening in their world of politics. So it was less about personal horoscopes and charts for individuals and more about paying attention to the stars and creating shapes to understand what perhaps might be happening with the events around them and also what season they might be in. Their gods were also associated with specific planets and constellations. And then they would also not only look at the celestial bodies, but the weather, the lightning, the rain, and other courses of nature as messages from the gods. And then perhaps look at the constellations to see and receive the messages. And they just had a beautiful dance between the celestial bodies and mother nature and their worldview. They observed the night sky 
and recorded the movements of celestial bodies and they ended up developing the zodiac because they saw a pattern to help them with the seasons. So the Babylonians, they're the ones that developed the 12 sign zodiac and each corresponding to a specific segment of the ecliptic and the apparent path of the sun across the sky over the course of a year. So as you know, the 12 zodiac signs used in Babylonian astrology are Aries, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, what we use in Western astrology today. There was a 13th zodiac sign, which is often referred to as Ophiuchus. It's a modern concept and not part of traditional Western astrology or Babylonian astrology, but Ophiuchus is a constellation located along the ecliptic and its inclusion in the zodiac is based on the precession of the Earth's axis, so which has caused a shift in alignment of the constellations over time, but the Babylonians, they likely chose the 12 sign zodiac for its simplicity and the connection to the lunar calendar, because it's possible they noticed a potential 13th sign, but it's not truly a historical part of traditional Babylonian or Western astrology. I just find that fascinating, that Babylonians, they chose the 12 signs for its simplicity, and here we are in Western astrology embracing them. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E, Medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order 
Greek philosophers, particularly those in the Hellenistic period, contributed significantly to the development of astrology. And so the Greeks, they actually adopted the Babylonian astrological concepts and incorporated them into their own philosophical and religious frameworks. There were notable figures like Ptolemy, who wrote extensively on astrology. Claudius Ptolemy was an ancient Greek mathematician, astronomer, and geographer who lived around the second century CE, and his significance in the context of astrology lies in his influential work, which was titled the Tetrabiblos. <laughs> I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but it's a comprehensive compilation of Ptolemy's thoughts on astrology, and it is considered one of the foundational texts in Western astrological tradition. So a lot of astrologers are quite familiar with Tetra Biblos. He sought to systematize and organize the existing knowledge of astrology in Tetra Biblos, and he aim to create a comprehensive guide to astrological principles and covering topics such as natal astrology, which is the study of individual birth charts, voila, and also mundane astrology, which is the study of world events, and electional astrology, which I guess was choosing auspicious times for specific activities. And so Ptolemy's work on astronomy, particularly his geocentric model of the universe, influenced his astrological theories. His belief in an Earth-centered cosmos shaped the way he just interpreted the planets and movements of celestial bodies in relation to us humans and the events that we live. So fascinating. So Ptolemy used the zodiacal system consisting of the 12 signs of the zodiac, which had been established by Babylonians and Greek astrologers. He discussed the characteristics associated with each zodiac sign, laying the groundwork for the personality traits commonly attributed to individuals based on their sun signs. So he would do studies to correlate the two. So Ptolemy discussed the influences of planets on individual lives in his astrological system, and he associated each planet with specific qualities and characteristics. I've always been so curious who and how did this and contributed to the understanding of planetary influences in astrological charts. So it's amazing to know that while Ptolemy's work had a significant impact on the development of Western astrology, it's cool that his ideas were also shaped by the scientific and philosophical perspectives of his time. So today is astrology, particularly the concept of the zodiac and the influence of celestial bodies on us humans and our affairs. This remains a subject of interest for obviously so many of us, and though it's not might not be seen as a science in the scientific community due to its lack of empirical evidence or the lack of scientific communities wanting to pay for us to study with empirical evidence. It was seen as a science for many centuries. Even during the Middle Ages, particularly in the 13th century, astrology played a significant role in various aspects of society, including medicine. So the integration of astrology into the medical field during this time was influenced by several factors. I mean, there was the medieval worldview, so the boundaries between different branches of knowledge, such as astronomy, astrology, and medicine, were not as sharply defined as they are in modern times. And so the interconnectedness 
business of various disciplines was a prevailing belief and astrology was considered a legitimate and respected science. And so practitioners of medieval medicine often incorporated astrological principles into their diagnosis and treatments. But over the centuries, the influence of astrology and medicine did wane and astrology waned in general. So the decline of astrology as a mainstream and influential practice in the scientific and intellectual communities during the 18th century can be attributed to several factors, perhaps the scientific revolution or enlightenment values, which was an intellectual movement in the 18th century, which emphasized reason, skepticism, and the scientific method. And there was a rise in a specific form of rationalism, which was the philosophical stance that emphasizes the role of reason and logical deduction in acquiring knowledge. And that gained more prominence during the 18th century. So astrology, often seen as superstitious and it's seen as unscientific, it did not align with these rationalist principles that people really clinged on to at the time. It's beautiful that now it's becoming more of a popular belief again. Before the love of horoscopes and your cosmopolitan, there was Carl Jung, who was a Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst. And he had a significant impact on the field of psychology and his ideas also influenced the way some individuals decided to approach astrology. So Jung's interest in astrology was not about validating astrology as a predictive science, but rather in exploring its symbolic and archetypal dimensions. That's what I think is so beautiful about astrology today. Carl Jung, that was what he focused on, and so his influence on astrology is resurging. It's amazing. I mean, Jung introduced the concept of archetypes, which are universal reoccurring symbols and themes that are present in the collective unconscious of humanity. So he saw parallels between the symbolism in astrology and the archetypes he identified in his psychological work. So Jung believed that astrology symbols and myths resonated with deep universal patterns in the human psyche. So Jungian and psychological astrology emerged as a perspective that integrated Jung's psychological concepts with astrological symbolism. And this approach focuses on the psychological and symbolic dimensions of astrology rather than its predictive aspects. So practitioners of psychological astrology often use astrology as a tool for self-reflection and personal growth, and also understanding the archetypal patterns at play in an individual's life. Jung actually introduced the concept of synchronicities which I find fascinating, as he referred to and saw meaningful coincidences that are not casually connected, but hold personal and symbolic significance. So some proponents of astrology have drawn on Jung's idea of synchronicities to explain the perceived correlations between these celestial events and one's individual experiences. So some of you might be familiar with The Red Book, which is Jung's personal journal and artistic work and it contains illustrations and writings that reflect his exploration of the unconscious. And so while it was not specifically about astrology, the themes in his journal in the Red Book resonate with the archetypal and symbolic elements that are also present in today's astrological thinking. Hence why there was such a resurgence of astrology. I mean, that's a theory at least, that part of Jung's work and Jung seeing the relations 
it did kind of resonate with people and now there's been a resurgence of astrology in contemporary times since the late 20th century there was definitely a rise in the new age movement which truly embraced alternative spiritual practices and esoteric beliefs and of course astrology and astrology became popular as a tool for self-discovery and personal growth and spiritual exploration and then of course there's internet and social media the accessibility of astrological information on the internet along with the rise of social media platforms has facilitated the dissemination of astrological content so astrologers can share their insights and individuals can easily access personalized horoscopes and astrological analysis. I mean, yes, there are the horoscopes that are featured in newspapers and magazines if you collect those or on your timeline, on your internet browser, but also there's astrological themes that are integrated into our entertainment media. So this exposure has contributed to the normalization of astrology and now that more and more are embracing it, its acceptance is becoming mainstream again and i'd say honestly it's just been more recent which is pretty amazing maybe it's the age of aquarius but there's also the wellness and self-care trends that astrology has found a place within and this broader space of people who care about wellness and self-exploration i mean many people turn to astrology as a tool for self-reflection like i've said many times but also for mindfulness and understanding their personalities and their soul and their life paths. So while Carl Jung's influence on astrology is primarily in the realm of psychology and symbolism, his ideas have provided a framework for a more psychological and introspective approach to astrological interpretation. And so the resurgence of astrology in recent years is just multifaceted with cultural, technological, and spiritual factors all playing a role in its renewed popularity which i love and so people they may find astrology helpful in seeing life in a positive light for several reasons i mean it can help with personal empowerment as it provides individuals with a sense of agency and it offers insights into personal traits and strengths and potential challenges and astrology allows individuals to feel more in control of their lives because they have more clarity and understanding a greater understanding of what's going on and this provides a framework for self-reflection and personal development which also can help with people seeking meaning and purpose as many people are drawn to astrology as a means of seeking meaning and purpose they might look at their midheaven their mc to see okay maybe this is what i am going towards or their north node or whatever it is astrological interpretations often include discussions about life paths and challenges and opportunities contributing to a narrative that can provide a sense of direction and purpose, which is so validating and, of course, affirming. I mean, positive descriptions associated with astrological signs can serve as affirmations that resonate with us, with our souls, and this can boost our self-esteem and create a positive mindset. Then, of course, there's the community and the connection and the 
tools and the coping mechanisms like it can serve as a coping mechanism during <laughs> challenging times truly i see it as when facing difficulties or uncertainties individuals may turn to astrology for guidance and reassurance and the belief in a cosmic order and a larger plan can just provide comfort and a positive outlook for many and then there's of course symbolic interpretation which astrology involves a symbolic interpretation of celestial bodies and their positions and the symbolism has a powerful impact on human psychology and the archetypal language of astrology which may resonate with us as individuals on a deep symbolic level and then of course our personality exploration as it offers a framework for exploring ourselves and those we love and it celebrates diverse personalities and it actually helps us develop I think a sense of compassion because we're like oh even though I'm so much like this you're like this and that's okay. And so it's it's beautiful. Instead of framing these differences as weaknesses or annoyances, astrology presents them as a unique quality and it contributes to a richness of this human experience. And so it's important to recognize that the positive effects people experience through astrology over time are, I mean, yeah, they're subjective and they're very deeply individualized. So having a belief in astrology is a beautiful thing. Be proud of it. It goes way back to ancient times and it's a personal choice and it's impact on an individual's mindset and well-being. I mean, it can vary widely. So however you approach it is very personal for you. Astrology with its ancient roots and diverse cultural manifestations remains a captivating subject that has endured the test of time and from its origins in the observations of the night sky by civilizations like the Babylonians to the intricate astrological systems developed by the Greeks and so on, astrology has become part of our human history. So while it may be faced with some skepticism and waned in scientific credibility over the centuries, the allure of astrology persists and some are very adamant and declare it a science. Also in the 20th and 21st centuries, figures like Carl Jung reshaped our approach to astrology, emphasizing its symbolic and psychological dimensions. So today, astrology experiences a resurgence, not only as a popular form of entertainment, but also as a tool for self-reflection and personal growth. And so whether one engages with astrology for its archetypal symbolism or its role in fostering a sense of community or as a means of seeking personal empowerment, I would say the appeal of astrology is undeniable. As we navigate the ever-expanding universe of our own lives, astrology serves as a guide, offering insights into the profound connections between the celestial and the terrestrial, the cosmic and the personal, and in the end, it is the enduring fascination with the cosmos and our human spirits that keeps astrology alive and relevant in our ongoing quest for meaning and understanding. Yomis, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop 
eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a magical rest of your day.
Thank you.